Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. You have one free day in Orlando and want to visit the most magical place on earth. How much can you experience in one day? Today, we'll tell you how to get the most magic out of your one day at Magic Kingdom. You're listening to All Things Travel, episode 104. Original air date, April 13th, 2022. So Shane, we have done several episodes about the different parks at Walt Disney World, and our approach has been you have one day to experience them. However, is Magic Kingdom really a one-day park? No, it's not. But if you have that one day, it's still the one I would pick. Yeah, I think this is the one that's going to be the most challenging, especially if you're going with your family and you have younger children, or it's overall your first one or second trip to Walt Disney World, you're going to want to spend more time here. But I think we can do it. I I think we've got some suggestions to make that one day really count. Oh, yeah. If you have one day to spend anywhere in Orlando, just one day, this is still the place to spend it. But first, Shane, before we get to the most magical place on Earth, where in the world is all things travel? Wichita Falls, Texas. Ooh, down in your neck of the woods, maybe. How far are you from Wichita Falls? It is about, I think it takes about two hours to get there. I don't know how many miles that is. I have driven that route several times because Wichita Falls is the home of the Hotter Than Hell 100 bike ride every August. All right. We're glad that you're listening in Wichita Falls. Reach out to Shane or I, either via Facebook or email. Because I've got a nice little thank you gift for being featured on the show today. And to make sure that you never miss an episode of our travel tips, travel ideas, or travel stories, be sure to subscribe to All Things Travel. All right, Shane. So Magic Kingdom has tons of different areas and attractions and shows and dining and shopping opportunities that we're going to talk about today. My first question with all of these epic days at Disney, though, is, is Magic Kingdom a genie plus park or not a genie plus park i'm gonna go with yes just don't let it have you running back and forth i totally agree i think if you're gonna spend the money especially if you have one day to experience this park genie plus is well worth it even if you can use it for just a couple things it is worth the expense to have it so to to remind you of this The individual attraction selection at Magic Kingdom right now is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And up until August, Space Mountain has been moved down to the regular Lightning Lane attractions. I am sure once Tron is done in Mm. 2020, whatever, that's going to be an individual attraction. But right now, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, at least for the summer, is the only one. Lightning Lanes, everything else. You've got a long list, including some of the shows. So you've got Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. You've got things like parade viewing of the Festival of Fantasy in the afternoon. And almost every single other ride at Magic Kingdom falls in that Lightning Lane list. So that begs the question, how do we manage that first bit of the day? So let's say, Shane, that we happen to be staying on property And at 7 a.m., we can get on Genie Plus. What would you suggest? This is really going to get down to 
personal preferences. There's a lot it of really is. I think more than any other park. Absolutely. Since we can use Seven Dwarfs Mine Train for an individual attraction, before that, I might rope drop Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I'd, I'd not might. I would definitely rope drop Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But in this case, get that as an individual attraction. And depending on your favorite movie or favorite ride or favorite character, pick something for that. For example, Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite attractions in all the parks. So that would be my first. That's where I would head first is to Haunted Mansion. Yeah, as we've said in shows before, you pick your top two or three, and then you make sure that your first lightning lane is one of those, and then you rope drop another one. So, for instance, one that my family often ropes drops, even though it's counterintuitive if you haven't been to Disney often, is Peter Pan. Because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the queue or the system, that ride backs up like crazy. If you're not going to get a lightning lane for that one, either first thing or later in the day, you're going to want to rope drop that immediately. Jungle Cruise has often been that way, especially after the new movie has come out. It's grown in popularity. And so that would be one that I would head to if I wasn't into the roller coasters. If I'm big into roller coasters and if I'm lucky enough to be on property, I'm heading straight back to Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and taking one of those off the list first thing and getting a lightning lane for the other one. When is it about Peter Pan? It seems like we're always surprised that it's has such long lines and it's so popular, yet we're right there also wanting to ride. I know. It. It's just it to me, it's one of it's one of those nostalgia rides. I like Haunted Mansion. I'm not a Haunted Mansion fan like you and some of our other friends are. But for me, there's just that that flying over London, flying over Neverland. The first time we took my parents with us when we were adults, my dad asked, are we going to be riding that ride where you fly over London? It was like, it was one of those things where I think as a family, we had been to Magic Kingdom no more than twice, if only one time. And <laughs> that's the ride that he remembered. So there's just a couple of those things. I think you're right, Shane. It's really based on your preference. If you're going to be with small kids, doing some of those Fantasyland rides becomes really important, whether it's Peter Pan's Flight, whether it's a small world, whether it's the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, or if you're with older folks or people who aren't as into that much, it's doing those bigger rides like Haunted Mansion or the roller coasters or things like that. So let's talk about each of the areas of Magic Kingdom, and I want to break this down attractions that we like, shows that may be there that we like, and if there are any particular snacks or dining that we want to highlight in in that area. Let's start with Adventureland. So if we're going counterclockwise, we, we've left Main Street and we're turning into Adventureland. What's the attraction that has to be on your list, Shane? After Haunted Mansion, in our family, we all agree that our second favorite attraction is Pirates of the Caribbean. We just love the pirate theming. We love the getting out of the heat into the dark. We love the store. We could spend way too much time searching for all the Pirates of the Caribbean merchandise in the store when we exit. That is our favorite. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, if you're looking at Adventureland, the two that hit the list are Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise. I think that if you are spending one day at Magic Kingdom, and especially if you have not had a lot of experience in Magic Kingdom, you're crazy if you don't hit these two rides. They're both classics. They're both must-dos in my book. 
any shows here? Uh, the Tiki Bird Room is that is that on your must see? I would say it's a must see, but it's definitely worth checking out. Depending on how many attractions you have on your list that you want to see. Yeah, and th- and this is not on the Lightning Lane, so that may make it easier to get into. For me, this is about once every five trips we wander into the Enchanted Tiki Room. I don't need to do it every time, but it's certainly fun. <laughs> How often do you want to hear that song? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Although my son is right now, he's taking ukulele lessons, and that's actually oh. one of the songs that they're learning. Very yeah, cool. So we may, when we go in a few weeks, we may need to actually go in there just so he can hear that song play out. If it comes to snacks or dining in this area, for me, I've got two main recommendations. One is a Dole Whip. If you've heard me talk about Disney of food at all, you know I'm addicted to Dole Whips or whatever specialty item they tend to have there. And then also for a sit-down restaurant, my family has really fallen in love with the uh, Skipper's Canteen. It's a really cool menu. It's a really cool restaurant. I would highly recommend it. And So far, it's gotten a little under the radar as far as reservations. So it's usually not hard to get a reservation there. That dough is delicious. It's one of my favorite desserts in all the parks. So now we're rounding the corner and we're heading to Frontierland, Shane. I already mentioned Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Railroad. I think those are must-dos in this area. What else for you? I'm a huge fan of Big Thunder Railroad. It's I love the theming, riding through the mountain with the, yeah. the the mining themes. That's it's just a lot of fun. It's really cool. Now you might want to, depending on when your trip is, you might want to ride Splash Mountain before the theming changes. Doctor Facilia is my favorite villain, so I'm looking forward to him getting a little publicity yeah. out there. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing him on the redone ride. But if you want to see the current Splash Mountain before it's changed, you might want to check that out pretty early. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think as far as adventure land, you've got Tom Sawyer Island, which my kids certainly enjoyed when they were younger. I don't know if we need to go back out there now that I have teenagers. As far as shows go, I would say show adjacent. Frontierland is a great place to watch the parade because everybody Ah. congregates up by the castle and there's a lot less people here. So you can get a lot closer to the parade route. I honestly have not been to the Country Bear Jamboree since going back to Disneynet <laughs> as an adult. I know that people love it, but that's just not something that I've done. But it's certainly, like you said, it's a way to get out of the hot sun and enjoy some time and see some classic Disney. Dining here for me comes down to Pecos Bills. My family almost always go to pay, goes to Pecos Bills for a quick service meal. It's really good bang for your buck. I'm going to have to save my dining for Main Street because there's one place that we pretty much stick to in magic kingdom all right so let's keep wandering and we get to liberty square there are a couple things here but not the biggies you've got a few shows or you've got the boat ride with the the paddle wheel ferry which is really cool but there's really not a lot drawing you here ride wise and for me in addition to the ride the haunted mansion i also love the store memento mori yeah, so you would have Haunted Mansion is is here. It's technically here in Liberty Square, isn't it? Yeah, and and for me, that store is almost an attraction because other than the Pirates of the Caribbean store, one of my favorite places to shop. As far as shows here, you've got some street shows that pop up from time to time. And you also, of course, have the Hall of Presidents, which is something that if you haven't had the experience with that, it's not on the Lightning Lane, 
It's something you can pop in. Shows are running all throughout the day. So you'll you want to check that out. There's some good shopping in this area with the Christmas store and, and whatnot. And then dining for me is there's really two places I look for here. There's Sleepy Hollow, where you can get some really good quick service items. And then there is a quick service restaurant. The Columbia Harbor House is really good as far as if you're looking for dining. I think what you're hearing a lot is quick service is really the way to go here at Magic Kingdom when it comes to dining. Now we have hit the biggie, Shane. We've gone under the uh, archway. We've passed the uh, Rapunzel bathrooms and we are now in the heart of Fantasyland. And there is an attraction, Lover's Delight here. There is classic Disney all around. You know, backing up just a couple of steps, you just reminded me that that's one of my favorite places to just sit. I I would almost say one of my favorite restrooms to use, but I love that little Rapunzel area there with the purple and yellow flags. It's it's really neat. It's one of those things where you're reminded over and over with Disney that they put attention to detail where they don't always have to. It's like they take a restroom spot and they make it really cool. If all they had was restrooms, people would be okay with that. If you want something else to be there because it's so cool there, but then you're just like, okay, I'll just settle for this being the coolest restroom. No, it is. And there's picnic tables there. So it's a good spot to sit down and have a snack and have a, you know, especially because it's in between two lands as you're mapping out your day. You can stop there for 10 minutes, use the restroom, sit down, have a snack, refill your water bottle. It's a good transition spot. Yeah, I agree. I, I wanted to cover that because I just love that little area. No, absolutely. Now we can... Absolutely. No, you're, you're absolutely right. So in Fantasyland, you've got the, it's a small world. You've got Peter Pan. You've got Under the Sea with Little Mermaid. You've got Winnie the Pooh. You've got all sorts of stuff. You've got the Prince Charming Carousel. A lot of this, if you're traveling with small kids, you're going to want to hit several of these either with the wait times or with the lightning lanes. Yeah, this is a pretty packed area with a lot of the classical Disney decor. Yeah, and I would say if you're not as interested with this area, avoid it at all costs early (laughs) in the morning. Seriously, it's really packed here when it comes to attractions. So save this if you're not a Fantasyland lover. This is a later afternoon area for me. Which was one of the really nice things right after the reopening was when you could wander through this area of Fantasyland without the huge crowds in the morning. Partially because at least for the first couple of times that I went to Disney after the reopening, there weren't strollers. Yeah. Because little kids weren't going to Disney. And that was really an, an interesting way to approach Disney. But with our couple of our favorite attractions there, Peter Pan's Flight and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, it's yep. you'll probably end up spending some time there. Yeah. So in this area, this chain has one of my favorite shows in all of Disney properties. I love Mickey's Philharmonic. Magic. Oh, yeah. It is so good. I have to see this every time I go to Walt Disney World. I agree. I'm, I'm right there, too. Yeah, I love that show. Don't sleep on the shows. Make sure you take the time to to check those out. Eating here, there's some really good quick service spots. Gaston's Tavern for the cinnamon rolls. You've got Friar's Nook has some really good quick service breakfast and lunch options. And then you've got one of the most coveted, you've actually got two of the most coveted dining spots for table service. You've got Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest Dining at, at lunch and dinner. Very popular. 
Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American, hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits. I enjoy walking by the, walking through the castle. I enjoyed that kind of hub there to all the, to yeah. all the parks. I, I love that little area there. But as far as dining goes, not my favorite place to eat, but that cinnamon roll is quite delicious. It's pretty darn good. It's pretty darn good. So now, Shane, we're headed to an area you might not be familiar with or remember. It's the Storybook Circus area. And this, for me, is one that I often forget about unless I'm going someplace specifically there. This has Dumbo. This has the Barnstormer, which is our family's first ride ever at Disney, and also the shortest ride at Disney at 42 seconds. <laughs> and it also has the train hub here. So what would you suggest here for folks? I'm a big fan of the kid-friendly roller coaster, even as an yeah. adult. So the, the Barnstormer is, is one of my favorites. I, I like the kind of circus carnival feel of this it, area. It is really good. And and one thing that if you're not familiar with Disney and Magic Kingdom, if you have small kiddos and it's a super hot day and it fits your parenting style, let me put it that way. <laughs> they have a really good splash pad area where your kids can just absolutely get soaked and burn off some good energy. Have fun with that. I don't like to get wet, but y'all have yeah, fun I with know, that. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's why I said <laughs> if it fits your parenting uh, style there. I like the way you phrase that. So heading past the circus area, then you get into the Tomorrowland. So you've got the transition there with the teacups ride, and then you're into Tomorrowland. If you've survived the stink of the Tomorrowland Speedway, which I cannot <laughs> stand, and get to the pure Tomorrowland, you're in a completely different area of Disney that's really cool. I kind of like the smell of that, of the oh, raceway. I know. It's, I absolutely hate it. It's just that tire and gas no. smell. <laughs> no, I hate it. I If they could change those to electric cars, that would be such a cooler attraction in my mind. It, it's not going to surprise me at all to see it either change to electric cars or to go away completely. So as Shane and I said at the beginning, once Tron is constructed, I that will be in this area and that will certainly be an individual attraction to pick up. But there's a lot going on here at Tomorrowland. You've got, obviously, Space Mountain. You've got Buzz Lightyear. You've got the People Mover. You've got the Astro Orbiter. You've got uh, the, the Carousel of Progress. You've got a lot going on here. I guess that's one of the things that makes Magic Kingdom a great park, but a tough one to do in a day. Yeah. There's a lot just in this Tomorrowland area. There's so much to do. And, and, and again, just... So like I said, with Mickey's Floor, Her Magic, don't sleep on the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. If you like shows, if you want to, if you like corny dad jokes, if you want to get out of the sun for a while, this is well worth your time. <laughs> we, we'd mentioned before, I think, with Epcot about some of the attractions of the future 
were passed these days and it was about time for them to be redone. And Tomorrowland is a little, when it was built, it was probably futuristic. Now it looks yeah. like what futuristic looked like in the 70s. I like it. I, which I, is I, I, so it's cool. It's kind of kitschy. To, to, oh. to me, it's like the kitschiness of, Pol- of the Polynesian Resort in t- Tomorrowland <laughs> version, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it. I, I kind of like it. It's fun. Space Mountain is fun. Buzz Lightyear is fun. There's just, there's just a lot of good things here. Yeah, it's just, it's attraction heavy. Carousel Progress is a really good show, especially if you're into Disney history. It's one of the classics. It came from the, the same World's Fair that It's a Small World came from. Dining, to be quite honest here, I don't do a lot of dining in Tomorrowland. So now, Shane, we are headed to Main Street and the Castle Hub really doesn't have anything itself. But it is a really good place for photos. It's a good place to hang out. You'll also catch a lot of those cavalcades around that area. So you definitely want to check that place out as far as part of your touring of Magic Kingdom. Do not forget, like you said, to walk through the castle so you can see those mosaics that are really nice. And also, don't forget to go around the castle Mm -hmm. to to the right as you're looking at it to see the wishing well. That is something that people often forget about. Great photos, great kind of perspective away from the crowds. And I would take a little bit of time to walk all the way around the castle to catch it from all the angles that you can see it from. It's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. So now we're at Main Street. Tell us where your favorite place to eat is. <laughs> this is one of my favorite places in the world. I love the mini corn dogs at Casey's Aha! Corner. I've got a confession. Yes. I've never been to Casey's Corner. I could see that. You have a more refined palate. Far more refined palate than I do. That's a nice gentleman way to say that I'm a food snob. But no, I I do want to try them. I I definitely, I'm all for trying them. It's just, it just hasn't made the cut yet. There's other snacks at Magic Kingdom that I enjoy better. It's a simple food. It's pretty archetypical theme park food, I think. And I I can see someone skipping it. So someone with a refined palate such as yours. I can see someone skipping it, but it's, yeah, just, it's, it's our favorite. So as far as Main Street, really, to be honest, this is going to be where you're going to be doing a lot of shopping, perusing. There's a Starbucks, there's the confectionery with different candies are there. I would say my number one tip for Main Street is don't miss it because you want to take time to, to appreciate not only the shops and the different things, but also the architecture is just amazing. The attention to detail is amazing. But hit it on your way out. Don't get trapped on your way in. <laughs> it is so easy to spend a lot of time there. So it's yeah. definitely something you want to spend that time. It, it, it's all shopping and you're going to want souvenirs. And even if you go in like I do, I usually go into a place as a minimalist saying, I don't want a lot of souvenirs. And then I go into the stores and I want everything. <laughs> and I don't want to go eat a bunch of junk food and I walk wander into the bakeries and all the shops <laughs> and I want to eat and drink yeah. everything. But yeah, in addition to that, while all of that is going on, you've got the architecture with a lot of forced perspectives. So just yes. it, it looks bigger and taller than it really is. And then in all the windows and doors and on the sides of the edifices, there's all this, the Easter eggs and all the signs. There's yeah. so much there that you could miss if you're rushing through it. 
Yeah, it's a good place to hit on your way out. Pick up some souvenirs, pick up some snacks to take with you. Stop at the confectionery and pick up some snacks to have to extend your Disney trip, if you will. Like we said, I think Magic Kingdom is all about priorities. What are the must-dos? And then looking for the icing on the cake, if you will, after those must-dos are done. That's a great way to phrase that. It's not going to be a must-do, but it's definitely going to be the icing that you want on your way out for the day. So let's wrap this up, Shane. What's your top piece of advice for having an epic day at Magic Kingdom? It all starts with the morning. Okay. You want to you, you wanna get those top few attractions in the morning, and then the rest of the day is the icing on the cake. So you got to decide that for yourself. We want to hit Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, definitely, because it's one of the more fun rides in the parks. And then whether you're into Haunted Mansion or the Fab Five or the Pirates, pick those attractions that you want to hit and try to get them early and then spend the rest of the time just enjoying so much to see all the details. Don't rush your way through it trying to check a bunch of items off your list. So for me, I'm going to take a different tack than I have with any other park. To me, Magic Kingdom in one day is a marathon. Because I want to be there for rope drop. I want to be there for the parade in the afternoon. And I want to be there for fireworks at night. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, I have to hit all three of those things to really maximize my time. So I know more than any of the other parks, I'm going to be a Magic Kingdom from sunup to sundown. And I'm going to soak it all in, baby, because it is just Disney magic. And you said earlier about not forgetting the shows. The good way that, to make sure that you can finish this marathon is to yeah. spend a little time indoors cooling off and yep. resting the dogs. Let your feet yeah, rest a it, bit. Yeah, it, it, it's a marathon. And, and I think Magic Kingdom really supports that with the number of shows there are, the amount of shopping there is, the number of attractions, the number of quick service, and even t- some table service options that we really like. So there's a lot of character interactions that you can do. You can really spend an entire day here at Magic Kingdom and have an epic Disney day. Probably why it's so many people's favorite park. As you know, Shane and I are travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations, an authorized Disney planner. And we would love to help you plan an epic day to Magic Kingdom and all the other parks at Walt Disney World. You can reach out to us at me, Ryan, at creatingmagicvacations.com that's R-Y-A-N or Shane at creatingmagicvacations.com that's S-H-A-Y-N-E Most families are confused and overwhelmed when planning a vacation we work with you to plan a trip that's perfect for your interests and saving you time, money, and stress 